0: Hello everyone, I am Patrick and you're listening to the Phileas Club. This is episode number one for the month of April 2008. Welcome to the club. Hello and welcome everyone to this first episode ever of the Phileas Club. And uh, since this is the first episode, I am going to take a few minutes to uh, tell you, the listener, what this show is about. Um, So simply put, this show is about world news. Um, We are going to talk about world events, uh, things that happened pretty much everywhere. Uh, We're not going to be limiting ourselves to any one particular country but we're going to do this in a kind of a special way because i guess you could find world news pretty much everywhere no matter where you live obviously but what we are going to do that is that we are going to get people from uh, several countries in every month and we are going to have them tell us about what made the news in their country so we are going to talk about local news and uh, international news obviously and The thing that is interesting to me with that approach is the fact that you will be able to hear how different countries and different cultures uh, approach and report on the same event. It's obviously easy to get to surf the web and to get uh, news from the UK, for example, the US even more easily. But what you don't get is a feeling of what the people in those countries actually think and how they feel about those uh, pieces of information. So I'm not going to talk too much about what we're going to do and we're just going to be doing it. Um, Today, we have two uh, wonderful people with us. We have uh, Gita, who is, I'm not going to be, uh, to to say something silly, and I'm going to let Gita tell us what she does and who she is and uh, say hello. So, hi Gita, how are you today? Hello
1: Patrick, I'm fine. I'm a lecturer and researcher at the London School of Economics, um,
0: and so I am located in London. Right. So you're from the UK, and uh, if you are going to be our, um, how can I say, respectable voice, because you're from you're our academic uh, um, person that makes us into not complete idiots, I guess. <laughs> the group as a whole. I mean, you you raise our, our intellect to an acceptable level.
1: I I suppose so. However, I'm also um, in a punk cover band, so perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, absolutely. That, that does need, need to be said. Um, the other person is Rachel from uh, Round Rock in Texas, U.S. Um, how are you, Rachel?
2: Hello, Patrick and Gita. I am doing wonderfully. And um, I actually, uh, as a profession, am a creative director for an interactive design agency here in Round Rock, uh, which is a suburb of Austin, Texas. And um, I guess my, my real aspiration is just to uh, be a, a gamer 24-7. <laughs> but unfortunately, I have to, to make a living and, and I can't do it gaming just yet.
0: So you are one of those gaming geek uh, types that we hear about on the news, right?
2: Yes, I am the elusive girl gamer. <laughs> <so>.
0: <laughs> okay. Um I think we should pro- I should probably tell our audience the way the show is going to be organized uh, and then we will just jump into it. So what we are going to do is first we are going to have a, a first portion, a first section of the show where we are going to just report on basically what has been making the headlines in our local countries. So we are going to have all three of us uh, talk about what was happening a few weeks ago and then uh, last week and finally this week and then on the second part of the show we are going to have um, a little uh, debate about a couple of topics um, that I I will introduce later in the show and um, I guess try to see and understand how each of our countries has approached uh, these uh, issues um, differently and or maybe uh, in the same way. I don't know we'll just all discover that together. Sounds good. Okay, so this is the first section of the show, uh, the reports. So for the first report, uh, which is going to be a few weeks ago, uh, very eloquently titled, uh, I'm going to start us off with uh, what was happening in France, or rather what was reported on in France a few weeks ago. So I guess uh, the first and most important thing that was reported on was the uh, Tibet-China whole hoopla which is very silly of me to call it a hoopla because it's a very serious matter but I will do that nonetheless um, so the the whole Tibet thing was obviously a huge topic in in France um, a few weeks ago the Iraq war made the headlines a few um, a few times also during the week. The American elections, obviously, uh, did the headlines um, a few times. And then something that might need a little bit more explaining, which is the Ingrid Betancourt um, hostage issue. Uh, What happened there is that Ingrid Betancourt is a Colombian... um, Uh, national um, a Colombian citizen who is also a French citizen she was running for office uh, quite a few years ago in Colombia and was um, taken hostage by the FARC which are um, rebel forces I guess you could say Uh, and she's been held hostage for I think five or six years Um, Okay, let's move on from that one and go to our local elections. We had local elections in France and uh, our president... uh, the the party of our president, which is called UMP, uh, lost those elections. Um, So there was obviously a lot of debate on whether this is uh, um, a huge problem for the the government as a whole, or if it was a different issue, because local elections are not uh, uh, supposed to be uh, a judgment from the people on the government itself. But Obviously, it was uh, still a big problem. We had uh, the uh, Olympic flame uh, in uh, San Francisco and other countries, which was being, uh, can you say we're attacking the Olympic flame? I guess. Um, seizing <laughs> the Olympic torch. Right. Um, and the issue that France, having spoken against uh, the Chinese officials in a way, uh, in a subtle way, but in a way still, um, they are talking about boycotting french products in china like the the french uh, the the chinese people army is rising and boycotting french products I, we didn't hear about it a lot in the recent days so maybe it died out um there is what we called the hunger riots that was ju- a huge thing too which is i guess the food crisis which we're going to be talking a little bit uh, more uh, later uh, and then a theme that's is going to be coming again and again in my segment and that is strikes. So of course we're French so we're having strikes and those were actually student demonstrations because uh, we are having a, a school reform in the country and uh, the students are unhappy about it as they always are about everything. Um, yes, I'm going to get hate mail from French students. <laughs> and and uh, then we had uh, the election of uh, um, the comeback of Berlusconi um, in Italy in the elections. And that's about it for our uh, a few weeks ago in France. Um, what about you, uh, Gita? What happened in London?
1: Well, um, I think the uh, Tibetan protesters were um, seizing the Olympic torch before they got to France, so um, the first seizure of the Olympic fire (laughs) happened (laughs) in London.
0: It's very very hard to label, isn't it? The the seizure of the Olympic fire. I think that's a good good way to phrase it, though.
1: (laughs) And um, there was, uh, uh, you know, whereas at least in France, um, you know, Sarkozy has said things against um, the Chinese treatment of Tibet, Um, Gordon Brown is determined to attend the Olympics, and this was a big problem, especially when we found out that the German Chancellor is not going to be attending the Olympics in Beijing. So there's a lot of hoo-ha about what will Gordon Brown do and what does that represent for the British people who who were generally very happy that people were seizing the Olympic torch, if not for the Tibetans' cause, then just because it was a little bit of excitement. (laughs) 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 And then uh, the other... Um, big international news other than the U.S. elections, which I'm sure we'll be talking about more as we go on, so I'm going to leave that um, (laughs) a bit, um, because the the bigger breaking news seems to happen last week rather than a few weeks ago. Yes. Um, The other news and possibly um, more covered in Britain, because it's a former British colony, were the elections in Zimbabwe.
0: Yes. And
1: uh, You know, Robert Mugabe trying to cling to power and what were the actual results of the election and whether the movement for democratic change was going to get me part in it. And, you know, people were laughing here because Mm. Mugabe was saying things like, uh, oh, I'll step down so long as I'm not prosecuted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And if you thought we couldn't get more depressing than that, uh, you are wrong because you will see what we are going to talk about in the debates.
1: Okay, um, but on the national level, we'll go to some lighter news. Um, Please, let's. The big news of a few weeks ago, again, ties together with France, because it was the um, President Sarkozy and his wife
0: <laughs> visit to Britain. Why do you laugh when you say, and his wife? <laughs>
1: um, well, um, I suppose because she's only... Um, She's only been his wife for a very short period of time, and many people have bets on that she will only be his wife for a very
0: short <laughs> period of time. <laughs> okay, did did you hear about uh, Sarkozy and the whole wife uh, thing, uh, Rachel?
2: Yes, actually, actually I did. And I'm trying to think if it was because I was reading um, online news... From the UK, and it may have been, but okay. most of what we're hearing on our end is, is um, that she behaved herself nicely and that she was dressed very, very um, uh, conservatively and that she um, carried herself very much like a lady. Uh, I think that, that everybody was waiting to see um, what her demeanor was going to be in, okay. in, in that role.
0: Um, Before I I go back to Gita, I just want to say for the listeners that uh, what happened was uh, President Sarkozy uh, got a divorce a few months ago and then got remarried to Carla Bruni, who is uh, a supermodel, well, who was a supermodel a few years ago. Um, And he got remarried pretty fast, which was surprising, Mm -hmm. let's say.
1: And for people who don't know her past, she's been credited with breaking up Mick Jagger's marriage to Jerry Hall, <laughs> as well as um, leaving Eric Clapton flat, amongst many other. Um, and
0: also, he, she was dating a very high, uh, highly ranked um, uh, left-wing official, because Sarkozy is right-wing. Uh, he was from the, the, the Socialist Party in France a while ago. So she she's had a, a wild ride, let's say. Anyway, <laughs> back to the visit in 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 the UK, Gita.
1: Yes. Well, um, she came to Britain and met the Queen, dressed more or less like the Queen would have dressed when she was younger. So well thought of. And um, upon leaving, there were some very funny stories. For example, a supermarket that's not particularly a very highly ranked supermarket called Asda have said that they want to use her as their commercial advertising woman. And more importantly, Gordon Brown has tried to appoint her to spearhead a government initiative at injecting more style and glamour into British national life.
0: Wait, the what?
1: (laughs) Yes, he said that um, (laughs) he's going to have her relocate to London for a few months starting in June. And uh, she's going to um, try and overturn Britain's inferiority complex about uh, its sort of style or lack of style with relation to continental European countries like France and Italy. Again, again, what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, this is is what we say. Um, And as he said, um, whose citizens are
2: effortlessly
1: stylish and sophisticated.
2: But is it, is is it effortless to be as stylish as you are, Patrick?
0: Well, I, I would think so, but I wouldn't expect <laughs> the English to think so. I mean, you know.
2: Well, Gordon um, Brown isn't
1: exactly the most stylish prime minister we've ever had. Um, so maybe <laughs> he's
0: easily impressed, is what you're saying. Although, well, we have to say that uh, Carla is very, uh, I call her Carla. Um, she's very stylish. I mean, she's a supermodel. So I I, I despise her because of because of her uh, uh, singing career, I think she's completely talentless, and she's been uh, touted as a, a brilliant singer and songwriter. I think she's ridiculous, but anyway, um, is she even a native English speaker, or something to the, to that effect? Or she's Italian, isn't she? Yeah, she's uh, Italian.
2: Yeah, yeah, da- daughter of an Italian concert pianist.
0: Yes. Strange. Okay, I, I don't really understand that last one, but <laughs> okay, keep going, detail <laughs>
1: Um, and, and the last bit of news, local news, um, there's been a lot about child abductions in the UK. And the most famous case, I don't know if you've heard about it, Patrick and Rachel, was a little girl named Madeleine McCann who was abducted in Portugal. Okay. But um, a few weeks ago, there was another little girl who was abducted on her way home from school. And she came from a very poor background. Um, and there was this story that unraveled. Um, she was finally found a few weeks ago, and it turns out that uh, a lot of her family have something to do with
0: it. Okay.
2: Wow, that's that's news. I recall that story, but I didn't hear that she had uh, she'd been found. Yeah,
1: this isn't the little girl who went missing in Portugal, though. This is a different girl oh, who okay. was okay. taken in England. And uh, it turns out, it looks like anyway, nobody's quite sure because the the case hasn't gone through. But because of the higher profile case with the two surgeons who lost their daughter in Portugal, they were able to get quite a lot of money from even big businessmen like Richard Branson, who owns Virgin, um, mm-hmm. that they staged the abduction of this girl so <sighs> that uh, they could get some money.
2: Wow.
0: Okay. That was depressing story, number two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: wh- well, I'll end
2: there and hand on to
1: Rachel <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> so so, my bits of news uh, you know, I guess because I'm over here in the United States, um, there are certain bits of news that I think are probably open to larger conversation and and really, everybody quite a few people have their eyes on on the election and, and the concerns around the election and, and, you know, on, on this side, actually, one of the things that we keep coming around to news wise is, has been really whether or not the, the fight that's been going on between um, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama is really tearing apart uh, the democratic party and could possibly result in, in in dividing that group in such a way that would necessarily uh, allow John McCain to come out the victor, um, just because of, of, of the, the issues around that. I'm um,
0: I, I, I just I'm guessing that pretty much everyone who's listening to this show is going to know about the, the American election. But just in case, there's a couple of people who uh, have been living in a cave for the past I don't know, six months. um, Give a little bit of background about this uh, and then ask you a question about it too, uh, Rachel. Um, So what's been happening is that the uh, Republican uh, candidate who is uh, John McCain was uh, nominated to be the the Republican candidate basically. So that race is done in the primaries. Uh, But then on the Democratic side, there is uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton who are still running uh, in the primaries to become the the Democratic uh, candidate. It. And the problem is they are running against each other. Um, so they are saying, if you want to say it simply, uh, they are saying bad things about one another, which uh, McCain could then use in the actual election. Um, and that would have some validity because they, they were said by someone from their own side. Um, and what I wanted to ask you, Rachel, is something a little bit strange that i heard i was actually in germany uh visiting my my girlfriend over the weekend and she told me about a theory that's a little bit weird which was um uh that they had back there in germany which was clinton is uh is a little bit behind in the polls in the in the uh in the the sorry the voting in the primaries and she's still going anyway And she's going to go to the end, even though there's a slight chance, only a slight chance that she's going to win, because she wants Obama to run against McCain, to lose, because she thinks Obama is going to lose, and she's sabotaging his campaign, so that McCain gets elected, and then she comes back in four years and wins against McCain. What do you think? Is that completely wacky, or...?
2: No, actually somebody just um yesterday morning here at work we were having conversation and I was telling them about a little bit about about what we were going to talk about and they came up with uh, with the, the exact same theory and um we kind of we kind of laughed it off but but I think that that certainly could be an underlying concern and and whether or not you know again all speculation um could it play out like that most certainly it it really could i do do i think that that really is happening i i, I don't i don't think so i really don't think so i think that that it's such a close uh, a close race right now in the mind of 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 hillary clinton and and it's so very exciting you know it's it's a race the the potentially the first uh, woman uh, candidate president and then we yeah. have the, the, the first African-American. And this is really exciting. And so I can see that, that the drive would be to carry this through. Yeah, um, and, yeah, so it's, it yeah, and there's right. an
1: interesting aspect to this as well. Um, if you speak to people on the academic side of things. So, for example, I have a friend who's a gender theorist and she does work on party selection in the Labour Party or in, in just generally UK political
0: parties of women. Well, listen, here on the Phileas the Club, we have uh, a higher ratio of women. So I think we're doing our <laughs> part.
1: Yeah, I think um, lots of places, things are changing. But the point is, she was saying that she felt that America would be more ready from a gender perspective. Um, most feminists would say America is more ready for a male, even if he's black, than for a woman.
2: And, and no, there's, these there's are just some... all
1: these theories.
2: Yeah and and you know but but I think that you really hit on something there if if the candidate if Hillary was not uh the candidate here and it was a male I think that I I I don't know if there would be such a strong drive um to to carry this to the very end I mean I think I think as a woman she probably had really feels that she has to fight um and and that may be to the detriment of the party, and, and ultimately to the detriment of that party achieving, um, uh, getting their candidate in office.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, so, there yeah. there is a definitive uh, strong uh, motivation for being for bringing a woman into the race for the first time, uh, as a, uh, candidate. But, okay, let, let's move on from, from the election because I think we're going to be talking about it too much if we, uh, l- never, if we don't stop right now. So.
2: Sure, sure. Um, one of the other things that, that, um, that, that caught the attention of myself and a lot of, of, Of people here not only in Texas even though this did occur here in Texas um, but but really around the nation is the um, the Mormon the the fundamental Mormon compound in El Dorado Texas
0: okay Um, I've heard about this but I want please explain it uh, to us because it sounds completely crazy
2: and and I have some interesting just a little bit of interesting background information as well Um, there is a fundamentalist um, Latter-day Saints, which is the Mormon group compound that was set up uh, in 2004 or created in 2004. Um, fundamentalist Mormons are the are, are a very fringe group of Mormons that still follow and practice polygamy, are very much removed from modern society. And this is one of those where um, I believe it was an outside call that, that was received uh by the authorities to that that there was a girl that was being um abused there. And um that caused them to actually raid the compound. This happened uh several weeks ago, about three and a half weeks ago. And there they found um four hundred I guess thirty two children um and fifty three gr- girls between the ages of fourteen and seventeen. Um, many of them are pregnant. Many of them, um, we could not tell which one, who, who's, who's, who were the fathers of their children. Um, and basically what we're dealing here with is is a religious group that has come together and a- allows for there to be relations between um, and, and marriages under, under their belief um, to, to very young girls. Um, You know, as as young as as 12 and 13 years old. Um, And I've had conversations with different groups of people with very different opinions. And, you know, groups of people and and, and friends of mine. Different
0: opinions? How how can you have a different another opinion than be appalled? by this
2: and, and that's and that's what I thought you know uh, the fact is there's some concern with the fact that the government has gone in and removed the children and move them into protective custody away oh, from their please. mothers and the mothers the are it's a really this goes back to what we're talking about and I don't mean to over- overrun the show with with women's issues Patrick <laughs> no, but please um,
0: do. I, I'm a feminist
2: But I actually happened to watch on on the – I think it was the Today Show or I think it was actually Good Morning America. They interviewed three of the women, uh, the mothers, and they call themselves Sister Wives uh, on the show. And I really felt that I was watching uh, Stepford Wives, you know, these – uh, automatons that were really programmed to react a certain way. They almost chanted their responses to the questions. Uh, it was felt very. It felt very rehearsed. You know. So my my father, for example, when we were discussing this, he just he was so concerned and upset with the fact that these children who were raised in a very different society than what we have here uh, in 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 the U.S. today were removed from the from their mothers, you know. He he understands and, and felt, okay, yeah, they need to be moved away from that uh, very dangerous situation, but he was really concerned about them being moved away from, from their, their mother. Um, you know, I was just like, get the get the kids out of there, get the wives away right. from the husbands, you know, and, and see where everything goes. Okay.
1: Um, well, this has got to do with, you know, ideas of freedom of the religion, the idea of whether state and church should be kept separate or the state has the right to intervene in people's consensual, if that's what we want to call it, social activities, whether, you know, um, laws that are passed, you know, for example, like what's the age of consent, um, mm-hmm. whether they they should apply to groups that have been doing things culturally for centuries, you know, what's the story with mm-hmm. this? So. Well, it's, it's long-standing debate.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess it, there would be also a lot to say about this. I think there would be a lot to say about many things we're talking about in this show. So um, I'm going to start again uh, with what happened last week. So what happened last week in France was um, illegal workers going on strike. I told you I was going to talk about strikes a lot, uh, but I don't know if you've ever had that happen in your uh, countries. Illegal workers who go on strike to get papers—do that? Does that happen in in uh, in the U.S.? I know that there are a lot of uh, of uh, um, illegal workers in the U.S. and probably in the U.K. too. But do they ever go on strike?
2: Um, you know it. it there they're afraid illegal workers really are afraid of being of being deported right now
0: of course um, gita illegal illegal workers on strike does that no. okay so strike is definitely a French thing um The other thing was strikes in the harbors because they were protesting against a reform that will privatize uh, the handling uh, activities in the harbors. And then the big thing uh, last week was um, Sarkozy, our president, uh, he was again in the news because he did like an interview um, a year after his election and he did something that was, uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear how you guys uh, heard about it, if at all. Um, He did something that was very new in France, anyway, uh, in in, uh, the presidential function, I guess, which is he admitted uh, making a lot of mistakes. Uh, especially on the communication uh, front um he is still saying strong on the reforms that he wants to do uh, he he he's been getting less and less popular uh, uh, in the polls but he's still saying strong he says the country does need the reforms and he's going to to do them he's done a few ones already uh, important ones uh, but he's going to keep going um but he did admit to making uh, quite a few mistakes which was uh, 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 weird of hearing him humble and him and and as a as a person and as a president i guess and again i have uh, news from the uh, uh german uh side of things uh, this weekend uh again with with my girlfriend i was in germany and um it, she told me what one of the newspapers was uh saying about it and i'm going to try to say the name of the newspaper um, and get a laugh out of every uh, listener, probably. It was the um, Suddeutsch Zeitung, which is the... Zeitung. Zeitung. Thank you. Is there anything you don't know, Gita? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so what they were saying was that apparently he's the best, uh, so why doesn't he show it? Why doesn't he show what he can do, basically, was their approach to it. And aside from that, they were saying that his uh, wife was being more discreet, that he takes uh, responsibility for his mistakes. Uh, they were concerned about the fact that France is going to be taking the EU presidency in two months. Apparently, they're scared because France is uh, he acts very strongly, I guess, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, d- did you guys hear about uh, that at all? Um, I, I heard hear a little about bit it. about it.
2: Okay, no, G-Gita, I haven't, haven't heard ahead. anything about it, yeah. Well, basically, I mean, it was
1: covered more as um, a part of, uh, I guess we'd say it's the last week and a half news um, with Gordon Brown starting to admit weaknesses and mistakes in policies, particularly tax policies. I'm going to talk more about
0: that later. Okay. But, um, so we'll talk a little bit later about that. And then, and we'll also talk about something that happened uh, last week, I think, which is China admitting uh, to like international. Uh, critics in, in admitting that it has faults in this whole issue with Tibet and wanting to open talks with Tibet. Uh, that was, I, I was floored when I heard that. I, I was sure it was never going to happen. But um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit later about that too. Um, so that was it for uh, last week for me. What about you, Gita?
1: Um, well, our international news last week was all about the presidential elections, because of the uh, Anglo-American special relationship. I suppose what happens in the U.S. is of special importance and interest in the U.K. Okay. Um, and, you know, tied to that, uh, which I, I'm sure Rachel's going to talk about, so I won't go that far into it, but the story of uh, Obama's pastor, his uh, church priest that uh, he had about 20 years ago, who 's been making some very strange inflammatory statements um, so that was uh, that was a lot in the news on the international level, and then kind of international or it became international but um, and I suppose it is international in a sense is um, housing prices falling in the u k the government not wishing to inflate the currency that 's doing very well. The reason the story went international, Gordon Brown. Flew to the US to meet with different Wall Street um, BODs and uh, to meet with George Bush to figure out what to do about
0: this problem. So, did they find a magic solution to get us out of the recession that we're heading into?
1: <laughs> well, not really, but um, the banks have agreed not to increase their rates, you know, the sort of basis points they put mortgages at over the prime rate. So, okay.
0: keeping. So Saved.
1: Yeah, mortgage rates down a bit, and um, they've said that they would um, still grant mortgages to first-time buyers and things like that. So it's still not saved, but um, (laughs) there's something being said and happening a little bit. Um, And then the big local news, aside from the Shannon Matthews case, which we talked about earlier, um, and bigger than that, and it should be bigger than that, are the local government elections and more specifically the London mayoral elections that are taking place tomorrow but it's been big news about the different candidates and their policies and what's been going on with that. So
0: who's uh, going to win the elections in your opinion?
1: (laughs) I think Ken Livingston who is London Mayor is going to remain London Mayor because his chief um, opponent is a man known as Boris Johnson who's the Conservative Party or Tory candidate as they're known here Um, and he's And, you know, even for the people who like him, he's a public school, which means, you know, sort of Oxbridge educated um, fop who says some very strange things. I mean, he's not well-trained at giving media interviews. And he's done things like referred to black people as piccaninnies, which is a very racist (laughs) term. And he's, he's said lots of really, well, faux pas would be a kind way of referring to the things that he says. And he's just this, strange weird fumbling character
0: so Um, basically livingstone is going to win not because he's good but because the other guy sucks
1: well the other guy sucks but he's been getting loads of votes the polls and things lots of people find him like a lovable fool so (laughs) um, (laughs)
0: that's always the best reason to elect someone you know he's a lovable fool
1: yeah well it seems to be working for him
0: okay well We'll hear more about that, I guess, in the next episode. Um, we actually didn't hear about the London election elections uh, too much in the news here, and we're really close to you. So may, I'm guessing that you didn't hear about that uh, in the U.S., Rachel.
2: No, no, we did not.
0: So what happened uh, last week in, in your country?
2: Sure. Um, I, again, my stuff is a little bit more slanted towards what what. I'm most exposed to yep, and sure. working in, in creative media, um, there was an article that went around um, pretty pretty hot, uh, heard, heard about it from several different people, um, an art major, Eliza Schwartz, uh, I believe she's an art major, um, approaching and, and preparing for her thesis on, at Yale. Um, created her art exhibit, um, and this is her senior art project. And it, it's a documentation of a nine-month process during which she um, artificially inseminated herself as often as possible, and then induced miscarriages. And her exhibit is going to feature video recordings of these forced miscarriages, as well as collection of blood from the process. And it's it was just shocking. And there's been some um, some real fire across the the internet um, on whether or not this was a hoax, whether it was valid, if she was just doing it for attention. Um, so that 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 was a pretty a pretty big story um, uh, here in, in in the Austin area in particular, um, just because we're we're a pretty pretty artistic group of people. Um, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna sound like an idiot, but uh, when when you say Texas, I think uh, cowboys and uh, that's. I know I was
2: I was really planning on working on my country accent so I could say (laughs) y'all, and it would work much better. No, Um, so that was something
0: that. Yeah, that's really strange. It's it's it seems like something really shocking that would have made its way to France, but I've never heard about it. Anyway, Mm -hmm. keep keep going, Mm -hmm. Rachel.
2: Um, so, so that was a really, a really uh, talked about about item. Um, of course, uh, we've 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 alluded to it several times. The fact that uh, Barack Obama's uh, pastor, uh, uh, Reverend Wright, uh, he went on his tour, um, and and I call it a tour. He was on a lot of uh, television talk shows and spoke in different places, and and I'm not certain where or or. Why he, he felt the need? Perhaps it was initially to to try to help um, Barack Obama. But, right, but um, that's a
0: funny way of helping. Uh, maybe you can tell us what the story is with Reverend Wright. Um, I don't think we talked about this uh, on air. Maybe some people are not familiar with that story.
2: Sure. Sure. So, so um, the story actually started uh, quite a while back when 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 they really started to uh, when news reporters really started getting it into the history. You know, who is who is this candidate? What's going on? One of the things that was lit upon was uh, the fact that uh, Barack Obama uh, attends um, a, a church where this this pastor Reverend Wright uh, uh, preaches, and he is. He he does a style of preaching that is is uh, what we would call the old fire and and brimstone type uh, approach. So you know there there are very many different types of, of churches and different different ways of of, of practicing religion. Um, his is very very active and um, some news clips were released uh, that that actually were taken. Quite out of context, um, I did go back and watch the full clips, um, but there were very, very, very inflammatory comments. And
0: right. um, he was saying stuff like, uh, God damn America, which is very, mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing, you know, yeah, but some in the, itself.
1: Yeah, but some of the things he was saying aren't necessarily untrue. So, for example, he was saying that he had served in the military mm-hmm. and that his daughter had just gone to Iraq to serve the her country. So therefore, he and his family are patriotic. And he said, well, can Dick Cheney say that?
0: <laughs> right, absolutely. So but us- I, I I agree that there is a lot of context. But what I meant to say was that I, I'm guessing every, anytime you put someone, especially if he's uh, black on on television in the US saying, God damn, America, you're going to get a strong reaction, and not a positive one.
2: Right. And And you know, one of the things too is, is whether or not, and and this is me kind of going out there just a little bit. Whether or not you 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 believe it, I've I have been to uh, just a, a plain predominantly white Baptist church, and I have also attended a predominantly black Baptist church. Basically, the same religion. They you know they they look at the same uh, read from the same Bible, sing a lot of the same songs the way that that they the, the the pastor or the reverend preaches to the congregation is very different in, in- from from one another.
0: Well, I guess it's it, it's everyone can uh, admit to the fact that when it was presented a few weeks ago, it was taken out of context. And Obama, I think, uh, did uh, approach the thing very, very elegantly. And he didn't condemn. Uh, he didn't distance himself too much from Reverend Wright, who was his reverend, who married him, who baptized his children. It, he was very respectful. It was respectful handled beautifully. Very, yes, yes. Yeah, so you're exactly. you're
2: exactly right. I couldn't I couldn't have architected it. It to, to be handled much more gracefully than, than the way that it was handled. Um, you know, from a PR perspective, I just thought, gosh, you know, he didn't denounce him and and, and that was powerful. But then, um, you know, the, the, the result of this last week, it's it, it just kind of imploded and there were even more inflammatory remarks, so right, much so because, that, it, because, that it...
0: Because Reverend Bright went on TV in front of, of cameras and said what he said before, 10 times worse, which is completely yes. unbelievable to me. I was I was flabbergasted, which is, yeah, you know, I don't use that it. word lightly. I was, you know, sorry, go ahead.
1: But who's funding it? That's the question. Is it Hillary Clinton? Or is it the Republican? Somebody is egging him on to make more public appearances. Well, And that's w- what the I- question people aren't asking. Yeah, because somebody's told him and this is what's come out already in the media somebody's told this man that um, he's being deemed to be unpatriotic and he needs to go on air and clear his name and that that would be the best way he could help Obama so he thinks he's doing the right thing because other people are feeding this man who's a bit naive about
0: the way public life works What do you think Rachel?
2: I I think that 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 I guess religious uh, leaders probably need to stay out of politics. Um, (laughs) Much like Gita said, he's approaching this. I think he personally was, was offended by, by being called unpatriotic. And, and I think he's, he feels the need as, as a proud man to stand up for himself. And he also thinks that, that by being strong, he's probably helping um, Obama not. and, And, and it's a naive approach to that.
0: Okay. Next topic, let's move on.
2: Um, next topic, um, Earth Day went uh-huh. on. I came. I guess it was was that just last week.
0: No, I think it was more recent than that. Um, may, maybe we can move on to this week. Um, so this week in France, uh, Sarkozy again uh, was in uh, Tunisia. He was uh, lobbying for his uh, Mediterranean Mediterranean uh, Union uh, project. He wants uh, countries in the Mediterranean to unite into a, a, a political entity to have more strength in the, in the world uh, theater, I guess. And uh, unions uh, are telling us that they are going to go on strike against uh, the <laughs> reforms of the uh, retirement uh, um, uh, uh, administration. So again, strikes. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but that's what's <laughs> been happening. And finally, uh yesterday we heard about the biggest um cultural product of the year, the one that's going to bring in the most money uh probably. <laughs> and I, I want to ask uh, maybe Rachel you're going to know that, but Gita do you want, do you know what uh, uh cultural product that's going to be? No. Okay. <laughs> um it's it, it probably uh, we're guessing here but it might very well be a game uh that's called uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. Oh,
1: I do know that one. Yes. We had yep. people queuing all night for that.
0: Well, it's, it's 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 a very successful game and it's the one um that brought all the controversy because it's the one where you can uh slip with with hookers and then kill them and uh uh, stuff like that. It's very violent, very realistic. Um, I'm guessing you heard about it too, uh, Rachel.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, many people from my office here were standing in line, purchased it ahead of time. Really big deal. Um, there, locally, uh, they did a interview with one of these facilities. Um, I guess stores that sell th- this game and interviewed some people there and uh, talked about it. You know, the first the first hours they were able to play it so
0: did you yep. did you ever play the game uh, it's number 4 so there were a few ones before that did you ever play it or or not
2: yeah yeah i played i played um i guess 2 and 3 i played both of those D- um, do you
0: think that the comments uh, the controversy is has some grounds or
2: well, I, I I do have a somewhat conservative approach when it comes to gaming and and children. Um, I don't I don't agree that that children should be playing very violent video games like this. So that's why it's it's for mature audiences. Um, as far as as being an adult playing a video game, it didn't make me feel any more violent <laughs> than I normally do. Um, <laughs> but maybe so. you feel
0: very violent in general. So. Right. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Um, no, it didn't really have any any impact. It's it's a game. Um, uh, to me, the graphics haven't gotten so good that I'm able to to suspend reality. Um, so I, I I don't really get that. Is it tacky? Yeah, I think it's tacky. But there are a lot of movies out there that are that are, are worse so okay
0: you know what i i did uh, play the game um for a little bit and the thing that surprised me the most that we never hear i don't know if it was the case in the previous uh games but this one we never heard about that in any any uh media outlet at all um i played the game launched it went into a room in that game and turned the tv on and the the social commentary that was displayed through the tv shows that were uh you know running on on the tv in that game were really really strong i mean it was very ironic very perverse obviously but it was uh scolding things like reality tv the cult of money the cult of um the bling uh of of the a lot of things like that that i thought were very relevant and very Cleverly put, and we never hear about that in that game. It was uh, somewhat surprising to me that to find it in a game that's supposed to be just violent and and uh, you know controversial. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: okay, let, let's not talk about that game too for for too long. Uh, Gita, uh, what happened this week in your lovely country? <laughs>
1: um, well, uh, as I sort of mentioned before, Gordon Brown has started well, if we start at the national level i 'll work my way up to the international level because uh, Rachel had brought up some, the big issue, but so i 'll start at the national level, but Gordon Brown has admitted making mistakes in something that he shouldn 't have ever made a mistake on, which is tax policy in the u k because, as most people know, he used to be the Chancellor of the Exchequer, which is um, the man who makes all sort of treasury policy. <laughs> Gordon Brown was claiming that he was going to be less new labor, more old labor, and more, okay. you know, the working man's champion, and then he abolished the 10p rate of income tax, which is the rate that people on the lowest income would be charged up to a certain level, so it was like the sort of starter rate, and so then um a lot of the poorest people in the UK um had... Uh, You know, the same sort of tax rate as the highest earners.
0: Okay, that's very strange. Didn't someone wake up one day and say, hmm, we're going to vote on that thing. It might not be a good idea.
1: Well, he had a problem with his own MPs threatening the government and threatening to have a vote of no confidence, which would be him being
0: removed from power. So what is he going to do? Is he going to go back and say, oops, okay, let's... Yes, well, uh, that's
1: what he's done. He's done that um, today especially, but even <laughs> the last week, he admitted making mistakes, and then, um, you know... Uh, the so he's reinstated
0: that, that tax uh, rate for the poor?
1: Yeah, he's reinstated it all, said he made a mistake, and he's reinstated this all this policy, and, uh, and said that he'll compensate people who wow. are affected by this tax change. So that's going to be announced like the, the actual monies that they're going
0: <laughs> you know to be I, I, spending. I don't remember ever thinking something bad of Gordon Brown because I honestly don't care. But if I did, I'm taking it back this minute. I think what he's doing is admirable. Going back and admitting your mistake and actually changing your policy because you think you, you did something wrong for except, a politician.
1: Except, why did he make the policy in the first place? Sure, right, he okay, as but Chancellor of the Exchequer and then as Prime Minister... Would have known the difference, and he would have been told by people. You just um,
0: you just just choose to see the glass half empty. I choose to see it half
1: full. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's having a problem with uh, the opposition parties saying that he's a weak, feeble, oh, and ineffectual prime minister. Wow. And um, you know, anyway, all this. Um, this talk about Gordon Brown, it has a bigger-ish impact because, uh, as I said, the London mayoral elections and the local government elections are tomorrow, and um, with regard to Rachel's comment earlier, one of the stronger candidates that's standing for office is the Green candidate, and this might be the first time that the Green Party gets, if they don't win the seat at least, um, you know, gets pretty high up as maybe one of the top three or four parties in the election.
0: Oh, so you British people really hate the environment, uh, or did until now?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay, other so, topics. So oh, sorry. Go
2: I ahead. actually have a quick question on that. What do you think has changed, Gita, that that has has resulted in the in the Green Party candidate becoming more popular?
1: Well, I think just generally, um, global warming and the hype about environmental issues. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of, um, you know, crisis points brought up to people about what's happening. People are starting to see a change in the climate, starting to see that there are weird weather changes, that we have droughts, that, you know, they've had, they've had um, conversations in England like last summer about um, how do we make sure that we keep the level of the Thames, the, the river here, at the right Level because it seems to be declining, and they were talking about getting a tugboat to bring uh, an iceberg from Scandinavia <laughs> and tug tug. I mean, really ridiculous things. Tug it over so that you it can melt. You can't be
0: serious.
1: Yeah, there are all sorts of really strange things that happen over here and get this stuff. How ah. can we get
0: the river high enough? Well, let's bring a huge <laughs> block of ice.
1: Yeah, exactly. Tug it by boat. Right, well, so anyway, um, okay. <laughs> that's the the idiocy of um what happens when you get a bunch of generalists in to talk about policy. Nobody knows what they're talking about, <laughs> and okay. they come up with wacky suggestions and then of course, the international news is the Austrian incest case, which Rachel brought up earlier, and it adds to this whole idea of abductions by families of their own girls, and... Um.
0: Okay, we're going to be talking about that depressing topic a little bit later. I think depressing is going to be the, the word of the show. Um, I hope it's not going to be like that for <laughs> all future shows, but we never know. Um, Rachel, what about you? Can you bring us home and close that uh, part of the show?
2: Sure, and I'm not going to talk about anything depressing whatsoever. Cool. Well, maybe it is, just just a little bit. Um, um, uh, we love we, we love our, our stars, And um, the big news this week is uh, a music artist uh, named Miley Cyrus. And um, she's a 15-year-old girl, um, has a really clean reputation, really nice, sweet, um, uh, demeanor. Um, she's just a, a precious thing. We had a chance to 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 actually see her interviewed by Barbara Walters. So she's she's the the little uh, superstar over here. And she was asked to um, pose for photos by Annie Leibovitz, and um, she had some photos shot of her, very very nice, good good photos. And then her parents left and. Um, Apparently, there was one last shot that was taken in which she was clothed, but her back was exposed, and it's resulted in just a a firestorm around um, the fact that it's indecent and that this is ruining her reputation. Um, There have been... Uh, blog postings put together and and sites set up just to help parents explain to their children why Miley Cyrus posed with her back exposed. I mean, it's really gotten out of hand. You
0: know um, what? I I heard that about that story very uh, shortly, uh, very uh, very uh, just a little bit. But it, the whole thing is just because her back was exposed.
1: Well, in that, back what it's exposed. not like the whole back, including her bum, right? It's just no. her back. Like if she wore a uh, a swimsuit and I mean, or even a a ballroom gown, her back might mm-hmm. be
2: exposed. It's like that, right? Right, right. And um, it okay. just yeah.
0: Yeah. So, sorry. Um, obviously, Geeta and I seem a little bit surprised by by the 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 whole story and the fact that it seems to be a, a huge scandal over there, but. Uh, you seem affected by it, Rachel. Do you also think that it's a, it's a it's something that that she was? Uh, I heard she was misleaded into taking that picture, and it, it was dishonest and and something really bad, basically.
2: Well, I, I feel bad that she's. Because of her popularity, and 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 somebody who's only 15 years old is being held up to to being a role model for children everywhere. That's a very big burden for somebody so young to carry. And um, and while she has the support of her parents, the photo, first of all, is was not distasteful. Uh, that that photo, it was it was just fine. Um, I, I think that that I'm concerned about the fact that that the U.S. Media and many parents, not all parents in the U.S., were so upset. I think I think there's this sense of of overreaction um, because of some of the antics of some other um, relatively young uh, stars and their behavior. We have Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, that were these nice, cute little Disney girls that have then grown up and 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 been pretty pretty um distasteful in their behavior and you know are on drugs and leading very reckless and ridiculous lives so i think that that she's that that miley cyrus is being um scrutinized i guess too aggressively um for fear that she's going to turn out like them or you know it's it's just a really bad situation um i think You know, I I really don't know what to say. I don't have children. So I I don't know if if suddenly being a mother puts a different perspective or a father puts a different perspective on the matter.
0: Honestly, I I don't think it's either a, a, a children or art issue. I think if you get that upset about a girl, even if she's 15, showing her back, you're putting... Things out of context and making people right.
1: I know I think that um, the people who should be scrutinized are the ones who 've sexualized what 's a completely
0: not sexual photo right thank you gita that 's exactly what I wanted to say, and you said it better than me
2: anyway exactly so so that that was okay. the big news um, anything else this week ah the uh, the tax IRS tax rebates. Um, were issued starting this week. Um, So it was really great for some of us who fit into a particular income bracket. Our um, uh, national income tax, we were actually given a rebate as part of the um, stimulus package, and that equated to more than 130 million individuals receiving a $600 uh, a check in the mail from the, from the government wow. or um, $1,200 if you file jointly. So, I can tell it you that would
0: nice. never, ever happen in France. Uh, bill Maher, who's a, an American comedian, uh, said something very funny about this. He said uh, George Bush uh, incited people to, uh, sp- for example, he said you could spend that money on gas and thus, and thus reduce your gas um, uh, bill. Which means, uh, according to Bill Maher, that the, you are paying taxes to the government. They give you back your taxes, and then you pay uh, ga- gas companies, which are basically the government. So they come back to it
2: exactly. And then with the, ga- with the price of gas, is gas right now, anyway, um, yeah. somebody who drives one of these big huge trucks, as we drive, as we all drive here in Texas, um, <laughs> means they can fill up their tank a couple times. A couple no of times, i don't drive a truck and, and
0: <laughs> yeah that was going to be my next question um yeah we could talk about the price of gas too but uh it involves calculation that are too complicated for me but i think however expensive the price the gas is in the u.s i think it's still very uh a, a lot more expensive here in france but anyway okay wh- is that it that is it Cool, so I guess we can get into our second section, uh, which is the debate uh, section, um, and we are going to be doing that right now. Okay, and we are now going to be talking about a couple of topics that were uh, uh, a bit more interesting than the other ones that we wanted to really discuss amongst uh, the three different countries, uh, to see how we approached uh, each of them. Um, we did end up talking quite a bit about other topics too in the first section, um, but those ones were the ones that we really wanted to focus on. So the, the first one, I guess, is obviously the huge story uh, of China, the Olympics, and their uh, antics in uh, Tibet. Um, I, I guess the one thing that I would like to talk about is the fact that There was a big controversy when uh, China got the nomination for the Olympics, saying that given their disrespect for human rights, some people were saying it would uh, force them to pay more attention to uh, the the human rights uh, demands from other countries and some said that it was a a huge scandal because they didn't observe the basic human rights in the first place. So uh, I guess, well, Gita, I'm gonna take your uh, opinion on this first. What do you think? Is it a good thing because it will force them to do more or is it a bad thing because they're not doing enough already?
1: Um, Well, I think the fact that China has said that they're willing to discuss um, what their policy is means that there is some
0: impact you mean with them uh, opening talk being willing to open talks with tibet uh they yeah. recently stated
1: well that. just generally open talks about uh, the, at, at the beginning before this whole olympics torch grabbing um <laughs> china was very firm that it was doing what it had a right to do and nobody should get involved from the outside that it you know any international powers that wish to express their censure at, Chinese actions were getting in the way of China's right to self-determination. Well, right. this has shifted things a bit.
0: But some people, well, the the Dalai Dalai Lama's uh, aides have came out and said that uh, there has been things like that stated by China before, and there has been talks. There have been talks before, but they never led anywhere. So, do you think that could just be? Um, Basically, China is saying 100 days before the Olympics start, yeah, 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 we're going to do something and then just push it under the rug and forget about it.
1: Of course. That's a possibility. We okay. we can't tell. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to... We're not um, psychics here. We can't tell what's yeah. really going to happen. But uh, there has been international pressure and um, these protesters have been able to get Tibet on the agenda because of the Olympic Games. So the point is, there is something happening here.
0: Do, do you guys think it would be of, of any use for if world leaders didn't go to the opening ceremonies in protest? Or is it just like, you know, whatever. Come, don't come. The Chinese are not going to care. Get I up. have a
1: f- funny feeling that we're going to see the same sort of um, <laughs> factions emerging where the US and Britain go to the opening ceremonies, and uh, a lot of the European countries boycott it. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll we'll find out uh, about that in, in a few months. Um, okay, next topic, the food crisis that is uh, also called in France the hunger riots, which is basically, uh, for people who don't know, apparently we don't have enough food for everyone in the world. Um, the thing is the prices are rising the prices of basic uh, uh, materials i guess like cereals and stuff like that uh, are rising for everyone the problem is for food for poor countries food uh is uh, like as much as 40 percent of what they they spend uh, money on so if that doubles it's it's a lot of money for them and they're not it's not like they're going to be not have not going to be able to buy their ipods it's it they're not going to be able to buy foods hence the riots and the the food crisis now this is something that's really surprising to me because i was under the impression that we had enough food for everyone that that i was under the impression that we were destroying food because we we were producing too much of it because it was subsidized so what happened in the past I don't know, a year or a year and a half that made it so we don't have enough food for the whole world, basically. Um, or that it took that, that, that extreme turn that it's turning into such a huge problem now. Food wasn't a problem uh, two years ago, except in some local countries, obviously. Gita, maybe you're going to be able to explain this to me a little bit better.
1: Yeah, there's a few things. Firstly, um, it's got to do with the rise of biofuel and um the need to have certain food products produced to fund this new need for alternative energy sources
0: so uh, but, but um, isn't biofuel you you're talking about uh, corn being made into ethanol i guess uh-huh. um yes. isn't that still a very uh, small part of 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 uh, the energy pr- produced
1: it is, but it's growing and there's a lot of resources going into it. And um, a lot of, in a lot of these countries, resources such as water that might be used to fund what would be consumption agriculture is being diverted to fund commercial crops, cash crops.
0: So you, so you mean crops that are going to be turned into energy? Into
1: energy or for export. I mean, you know, if you ever read Amartya Sen's famous book, um, you'd know that there's never been a problem, even during the greatest famines in the world, of having enough food. The problem is that a lot of the foods that are being produced have been produced for export or for commercial uses.
0: Wow. Okay, so is that going to... become better? Is the situation going to become better um, now that we've heard about it or is that not going to happen?
1: Well, what the Western countries, well, some of the sort of more conscious and conscientious factions in Western countries are saying we need to do is have fair trade policies for workers. You know, pay them certain wages and things. The body shop in the UK just um, released this big report on the nine things that one needs to have that constitutes fair trade, like not using child labor, <laughs> like paying people living wages, um, etc. Um, and, uh, you know, th- those are the policies some of the conscientious set are putting forth. But it's not really solving the problem, but it's really hard to solve the problem when you have governments that are willing to um, bend down for the commercial groups in other countries and for Western governments or other governments so that they get um, certain valuable resources put towards
0: what they need. Rachel, we were talking about uh, bio, bioethanol, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, uh, what was it, uh, Iowa, Ohio, one of the two uh, is producing a huge amount of corn. And some people say that this is the reason why bioethanol is being uh, developed when it's actually not fuel efficient at all because you need a lot of, uh, of uh, carbon emissions to produce bioethanol in the first place. So, so what do you think of this?
2: Right. I was actually, you know, uh, I think that we're really going to begin to see what the, what the fallout is uh, as a result of, of, of seeing uh, crops that are that are. are Basically, just being grown and harvested just for fuel. I was uh, I was listening to NPR just yesterday, and uh, they interviewed a, a farmer who basically was 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 just trying to be able to afford to buy corn for a for a corn crop for for um, food consumption, not for 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 ethanol. And it's caused um, a, a real shift in the economy so much so that he's unable to buy corn at the rate that he had previously purchased it for um, just the seed itself um, I, I'm, I'm concerned just, just the I, seed I really
0: not even we're not even talking about anything else just the seeds right. he can't even afford them anymore
2: right and we are beginning to see a lot of the the same um, the same issues that uh, we are not we're not able to 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 grow the same things that we had been growing because it's no longer um economical people are shifting towards those crops that are 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 going to to uh be able to that they're going to be able to sell more farmers are doing this and resulting in fewer and fewer um farmers that are willing to or can afford to grow tomatoes or any other crops that are that are being used for for food consumption there is a concern there um i, I was shocked yeah. to, to hear it I, um
0: I, you know what i wish we had uh, those you know those little uh, pills that were supposed to feed us for a day <laughs> that they were talking about in the 70s and the yeah. 80s yeah. like that was going to be our food in the year 2000 and we were going to have flying ca- cars mm-hmm. um I don't care about the flying cars, but those people could come in handy right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, That is also sort of depressing. Let's talk about um, something you brought up, uh, uh, Rachel. You wanted to talk about Earth Day. And I'm saying it's not depressing because, well, it's actually about the end of our uh, uh, ecosystem. So that's not such a, a fun thing. But... You guys call it Earth Day, which is, Mm -hmm. like, such a fun (laughs) Disney-type kind of name. Hey, it's Earth Day. Cool. Um, It's another excuse
2: for a festival. You know, you get to get together and listen to music and, (laughs) you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, Sounds very hippie. (laughs) It does. It does. Um, Yeah, we we actually do celebrate Earth Day, and... um, and I, I think one of the, the reasons that I wanted to bring it up um, is we have – I work in an interactive uh, uh, tech uh, media company, and we put together a lot of presentations for, for clients. And probably the number one request that I get, maybe out of 10 requests a week for a new project, probably half of those are somehow tied to a green Initiative or an Earth-friendly message, so it's really out there and it's it's being carried up into into all industry. Yeah. Um,
0: well, as Gita was saying, that the the guy from the Green Party um, is has a shot now in the in the local elections. The woman. The woman. Oh, sorry. The girl. The 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 <laughs> the, the girl. The gal. The woman has a shot. Um, so it really seems to me that um, basically in the in the past year or the past two years something clicked somewhere in the the Western world, and we're all concerned about global warming now. What happened? What changed in the past two years?
2: Al Gore, I think, yeah. for for at least United States, um, being able to present present ideas in um, in a movie. <laughs> works very well for for the United States.
0: G- Gita, did you, what did you think about the movie and did it did it uh have, make a splash in the in the UK too?
2: Um yeah, it made a
1: splash in the UK. And people were very impressed and very happy that Al Gore won the Nobel
0: Prize. So, we agree uh that uh an inconvenient truth. Well, I I I don't want to say it's what woke people up, but it was definitely a tipping point um in that Issue, I guess.
1: I think that and um, tsunamis and other sorts of very wide, you know,
0: death and destruction also had mm-hmm. a, a little yes. bit to do with it.
1: Yeah, that wakes people <laughs>
0: up a bit. Okay, I guess this is going to bring uh, the the that segment to a close, um, and we are going to uh, stroll on to the last little part to lighten things up, which is and now for something completely different. So, now for something completely different. Um, this is uh, the last segment of the show in the last f- five minutes. We just want to lighten the mood a little bit and talk about the uh, silly stuff that happens in our countries. And I guess uh, we're going to be uh, opening it with Gita's uh, little thing. What what did you want to talk about?
1: Uh, well, I thought, um, you know, given that the elections are happening tomorrow um, for, you know, London mayor... It was uh, quite a funny thing that's gone on in the last few weeks where the Labour Party has put out a policy statement to its own members that they're only allowed to refer to the opposition candidate for London mayor in a certain way. Now, the opposition candidate, as I mentioned earlier, his name is Boris Johnson, and he is referred to quite often as just Boris, and he's this big burly almost albino looking man for the light, I mean, light, light, almost white blonde hair and um, right. he's big and he's, he's quite burly and uh, they've said you can't refer to him as Boris because that would give him brand recognition. <laughs> so they've passed a policy amongst their own with a fine attached to it that people should only refer to him as Boris Johnson, his mm-hmm. full name, or as the tory candidate anyway if you went on the mass media and you referred to him as boris um you could be fined a thousand pounds oh wow
2: My God.
1: <laughs> it was that you know it's it's the run-up to the election things are serious and uh you know yeah and it's working out for them
0: so <laughs> maybe they should be doing those stupid things um mm-hmm. rachel you had something you wanted to mention
2: yeah, the title is It's My Right to Have a Kid, Pregnant Man Tells Oprah. <laughs> so, um, there is a man, and I use air quotes for that, um, named Thomas Beatty. He was formerly a woman and he's now pregnant. And he actually was interviewed by Oprah. Um, wait, wait, and wait,
0: wait. He was form- formerly a woman and he had a, a, a sex change operation?
2: Well, he's uh, he he decided that... that He's had a um, removal of his breasts, and he takes testosterone. However, he did not take the final step, um, the the genital part of it, because he wanted to have eventually maybe have a child. So he said that he wanted to keep his uterus, intending to become pregnant later on in the future. So he, you know, he grew a beard, removed his breasts, he legally had had his gender changed from female to male. Um, and uh, and he's currently in a relationship with a woman, and the woman that he's been with uh, for several years could not uh, bear children. Um, so, she proceeded to artificially inseminate him at home, and, um, and he's now pregnant. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. the
0: first pregnant man, sort of.
2: Yes, sort of, sort of. <laughs> so, um, there you go.
0: Gita, anything you want to add on that? Um, man no. Pregnancy? Do you have any
2: funny stories from Paris
1: for
0: us? Okay, I have one um, uh, to end the show on a fun note. Again, um, th- there—did th- you hear the anti-youth box? Uh, did you hear about the anti-youth anti-youth box uh, thing? No. It's no. A, a, a sound device that emits uh, very high, I guess, ultrasound that only people. Uh, under 20 uh, years old can hear basically uh, because they're you know hearing the grades over time so some company is manufacturing those devices and selling them to angry old guys or angry (laughs) old people for them to put them near their houses or or, or offices or whatever so that you know kids when they come uh, near that are going to be disturbed by the sound and not going to stay so oh I th- my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> That'll get in the way of Halloween. Yeah, wow. exactly. Uh, so it, uh,
2: so would it be used like in areas that, that that kids congregate and loiter around to prevent that from happening, right. I guess?
0: I-, I guess the idea yeah, is to to have, you know, the those hooligan types uh <laughs> not hang around your house, I guess. Or uh-huh. or neighborhood or yeah.
1: Don't the um, hooligan types live in big apartment blocks and then they can't even go home then?
0: Maybe that's the idea. I don't know. This is so <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, it was it was uh, judged illegal by a court. Uh, and obviously, people are not going to be able to use it in France, at least. I don't know if they're going to make their way to other uh, countries or anything like that. But yeah, the anti-youth uh, Box. I'm making fun of it now, but maybe I, I'm gonna.
2: That is not. That's just so bizarre. That yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah. Don't let's not diss it too much. In in forty years, we might wish that we had one. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can
1: see you being a cantankerous old man, Patrick.
0: Uh, yeah, actually, in some ways, I I already am. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, we've been uh, going on for quite a while and I guess we're going to have to bring this show to a close so I really want to thank you uh, immensely for participating in this uh, first show I know it was a little bit rocky Uh, we're going to have to work on the format and I want to tell our listeners that we are definitely going to get better as time goes on but uh, definitely Geeta and Rachel thank you so much for being here it was really fun uh, and I hope we'll get a chance to talk again soon
2: That's great. Thank you. Thanks.
0: And uh, to our listeners, uh, if you want to uh, send us feedback, email, uh, anything, you can come to the the phileasclub.com is the website. And the email address is contact at the And uh, again, to all of you also, we will talk to you next month. And until then, have fun and be safe. Take care, everyone. Bye.